Hello and welcome to Connected, a podcast about people, ideas, marketing, technology and everything that's good. I'm ASD, a digital man here at Mediacom. Hi, Sue Uleman, Chief Strategy Officer at Mediacom. And joining us in the studio is Catherine Jacobs, CEO of Pearl and Dean. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm very good. You're the first person who's asked me that. I'm very good. Thank you very very much. I'm very good. How are you, Sue? I'm good. Have we not got the theme tune? We have to sing it. That's done in post. No, 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 the Pearl and Dean. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do that. Only 17 seconds. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because everywhere Catherine goes. (laughs) As as Sue now knows to her cost. Whenever we go anywhere, people go, yeah, I I strategize on a billion pounds worth of uh, media. People go, that's really good. And you've just got a theme tune. Even Sue now says, please don't, please don't sing it anymore. Is it your ringtone? No. Oh. No, one, was it Was it when you first took the role? It was when we first, oh, I love yeah. that. first took the role. <laughs> it was, and then people just thought I was showing off. It's just, yeah, so I just decided that was just too I think if I had a theme tune that well known, I would have it everywhere I went. What would you? your theme tune be? Um, oh. Should have prepared uh, you, shouldn't I? Uh, sisters are doing it for themselves. Oh, there you go. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it would have been diddle Mission Impossible. <laughs> Sue can do it. I think that would be it. That little... I think that's your theme, Jim. Oh, yeah, okay. Thank cool. you. Well, I'll take that. that. Yeah. that. You're welcome. Okay, well, straight into the questions then. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean we're not going to talk about music well, for the whole talk, period We can of time. talk about music this for the ridic- What would your theme tune be? Oh, it would be something either Tottenham-related or, or Welsh, just to announce who I am, just to control that, that thing. So maybe... Um, there's a, the, the song that makes me cry is uh, when you we'll keep a welcome we'll keep a welcome in the hillside yeah, in Welsh in, um, I'd need it in English just to keep my understanding of it uh, oh, right, okay. um, I'm one of those people from Cardiff the anglicised Welsh but uh, yeah but it still counts it still counts I'm still in my heart as very you can Welsh. hear actually very anxious yes. Yes. <laughs> literally I can <laughs> hear that not in a hint it's <laughs> not a hint of it no uh, it's because the Cardiff thing is um, Cardiff accents Cardiff rather than Cardiff, which yeah. would be lovely. And I can't. Oh, there's no lilt. It's more a bit like it's dirty. North Wales, a bit like that. Yeah, and that would be lovely. Um, no, it wouldn't. Right, okay. you just sound that's like enough of accents. Sorry, let's, let's go yeah. into. Just, I just want to talk about him first. <laughs> yeah, I've never, you know, I've never met you before. It's really exciting. Oh, I'm, that's that's the extent of my my interest in this. So, oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. We'll oh, talk, let's talk about that you. That is really sad. <laughs> sure, that's not true. I'm well, saying it's not true. Oh, well, let's, let's talk about you. Um, what were the significant moments in your career that got you to be CEO of Pearl and Dean with a theme tune? With a theme tune? Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure you can ever say it. There are significant moments, life-defining moments okay. that changed you. I think it's more of a kind of relentless path of kind of uh, being offered things that I wasn't quite ready for and uh, people just saying, just give it a go, even though you might not be quite ready. So I don't think there's any point where I thought, this is the seismic change in my career, and and onwards and upwards, this is it. It's more a question of uh, working with people who you think are clever and interesting and that you can learn things from, and working with people who are clever and interesting and you Mm. can learn things from. And that's the whole thing, that... You know, you turn up in a job and your gut says to you, I really want to do this. Or, you know, if you're a bit doubtful, thinking if someone else got this job and messed it up in two years' time, would I want to stab them (laughs) for kind of messing up this massive opportunity? So I think it's more of that, really. I never had a kind of a... a, If you look back, for the I worked out over the weekend, actually, that I've just been... I've been doing 
in the same organisation for sort of 20 years. It's just been bought by different people. Oh, interesting. That's it. So I'm a bit of a a lifer, like Sue. That's really fascinating. Um, And and just different jobs coming up over a period of time. So enough to keep you interested. And then you smashing them out the ballpark in terms of achieving. Maybe. Well, you can say that. I couldn't possibly say that. That's because you're my cheerleader, so you know. Well, we were were talking to Claire Beale last week um, and she was saying she got more variety and change through staying where she was so it's really interesting to hear that that consistent thing but that's what great companies do with people is that you don't Mm. want to train people to a point where they then think well what do I do next Mm. everyone says no you're really really good at that Mm. you are digital man (laughs) clearly you can't do anything else because that's what you're meant (laughs) to do because they've invested you know time and money and care in you and what you want people to do is stay because they bring that depth of relationship and knowledge they know how things work Mm. so you need to keep stimulating them Mm. to give them uh, something new and exciting and also to enable you to have that kind of legacy of knowledge and talent and commitment to kind of making the organisation where it is. Mm. I'm always really, really dubious about people who said, yeah, after 15 months I learned everything that company could teach me. I mean, how is, how is that possible? It's been very fashionable. Yeah. But why is that? Is it that thing about it looks like you're on the relentless pace for um, self-improvement? Mm. I always think it always slightly looks mm. like they've found you out and they've given you a period <laughs> yeah. of time to make a dignified exit. Yeah. Unless you can justify on the basis of the fact that when I go there, will I be doing something new and that's more rewarding yeah. and more stimulating than, than what I'm... And by rewarding, I don't mean monetarily rewarding. Mm-hmm. I mean intellectually and career rewarding. You know, that's, I think that's the key thing, really. So that's what's happened in my career. I've never had a kind of a, a seismic yeah, change yeah. and plucked from obscurity. Yeah, which is... Oh, sorry, sir. It's so really I remain there now. Oh, no, I love that because it's really encouraging where you don't have to be given a, a job opportunity or you don't have to be given a, a thing in order to be successful. You can, you can just go on and, and explore. But the other thing as well, in lots of organisations, there are gaps. And people who spot those gaps and say, that mm. isn't my job at the moment. But I think what I'll do is I'll just kind of co-opt it a bit because mm. yeah. I think I'd be quite good at it yeah. and I think I'd be able to make a contribution that's what you want is people who say I don't own that but what I could mm. do is I can make that better yeah. and then you develop as a person and you become invaluable to the organisation mm. so you know I'm not a big fan of people saying oh put your hand up the whole time because that was reeks of kind of being <laughs> 11 <laughs> um, but the, the thing of saying well that might not be in my job spec but what I might want to do is do that because it might be interesting. And, and I can I, fix something that I, yeah. needs fixing. Maybe no one spotted it needs fixing or people don't know how to fix it. You're yeah. right, that, those are the people that are invaluable to you. Yeah, yeah. because they do it for the, for the greater good rather than their own yeah. selves. Um, but then the key thing about it as well, though, is once you've done that, is not to kind of go and oh, just do it. Was just, it was nothing. Actually talk about what you've done and yeah. achieved. So, you know, yeah. Susan, a big thing about blowing your own trumpet. Yeah. Not in a you know, odious way, mm. but in a way that ensures that your contribution is recognised. Sure. Mm. Um, what are your processes or, or systems or ways of working that have got you to where you are? Is there anything that you could share with the listening audience that would go, this is a good kind of thing to hold on to? Uh, write lists, okay. but don't be a slave to your lists. Mm because otherwise you end up with, um, you know, the 43A3 pages of things that you really (laughs) ought to have done that actually aren't going to make a blind bit of difference to you, your clients, or any of your loved ones. You just come up, oh, my God, I really ought to have done that. Actually, no, 
don't. So, and have a view of what do I need to do in the next 24 hours, week, month. Yeah. And do that. And, uh, and Do you still and, do that? Yeah. 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 Um, because some things you can't fix in the short term mm. and some things are a long burn. Mm. And you don't have to throw yourself wholeheartedly into it, but a quick email or a little thought process or a brainstorm with people can help you further down the line. Mm. And that also stops you getting into that slightly blind panic of, oh, my God, this is just reared up, yeah. you know. Um, so that, and also giving yourself thinking time, mm. so mm. which is quite hard mm. for people. Mm. So walk between meetings. So I find the walk from Tottenham Court Road to here, where our offices are, to here, really useful. Because it is 15 minutes, mm. where if I'm walking at a pace, I can't phone anybody because I sound breathless and overexcited. Yeah. Yeah. But it's 15 minutes where I can stop doing that, think about what I'm doing there and turn up here and then turn up kind of ready for this meeting and for the meeting afterwards. So give yourself some space. And it doesn't have to be two hours sitting in a darkened room. It mm. can just be 15 minutes of, if I could do three things now that would really make a difference, what those three things I could do in the next 24 hours or week that would really kind of push things on. Yeah. So do that. Um, that's, that's very powerful, actually, because lots of people go, I haven't got time to think. And you're right, it can just be in the 15 minutes it takes you to get from one meeting to another yeah, yeah. just to just walk that just time. to walk and not to be on the phone yeah mm. and having incoming mm. just just occasionally it is okay not to respond to an email within a mm. picosecond I know yeah. everyone yeah. thinks yeah. you know but that thing where you go to meetings with people which I find really annoying is you go to a meeting and then the car's waiting outside and immediately you get into the car and everyone gets their phone out yeah. why yeah. are you talking about what happened in the meeting yeah. and yeah. what you're going to do next mm. What happened to being, you know, I happen to think that the people that I work with are really quite interesting, so I'd much rather talk to them. Yeah. Than, or maybe I'm really dull and they just like looking at, <laughs> God, I just must do an Ocado shop rather than talk to her. But that whole thing, or Tesco shop. Of course, yes. Of course. Yeah. Obviously it would be a Tesco Obviously shop. Obviously it would be a Tesco shop. Yeah. Um, but, and, and do that instead. And, and have that interaction. Give yourself some space, but also value the interaction, because sometimes the best ideas come out of some just casually making yeah. a remark and we downgrade that to the to our detriment and just to glorify the the joy of the immediate rather yeah. than the important very good brilliant uh, the third question Alex, i was doing my research on you and i found out about your house in france and the yes. other thing is uh, you've got some lovely children <laughs> well you don't know they're lovely i, I'm, I'm, I just I'm, have two of them yeah. <laughs> you have two children mm. uh, how did motherhood change your life um I think it made me more conscious of time. Okay. And it also made me confront the um, girly swat in me. So I realised that actually I couldn't be brilliant at everything. And to make myself feel I could be brilliant at everything was just a downward spiral. So I gave myself permission to not be exceptional at everything. And there's quite a lot of people who are never going to have children because they're men. And they quite often give themselves the permission to not be <laughs> exceptional, but still think they're really amazing. Yeah. Um, obviously, I've never worked with any of those people, but I've observed them. 
And I think it changed my life because it gave me a different set of priorities mm. and and it was massively enriching and also very humbling because there is nothing like your daughter telling people at school that your mum sells pick and mix <laughs> to really put you in your place <laughs> where you go swatting and going, of course, I'm the chief executive of this really amazing media company. And then people go, oh, your daughter tells me that you sell pick and mix, <laughs> which obviously I am not qualified for. I was always got muddled up between you know the yeah. gummy bears and the... Yeah. So yeah. So that whole thing, um, and also being slightly disappointed about the fact that I don't make films. So I'm fundamentally, yeah. you know, I live my life with being confronting yeah. the disappointment of not either being, you know, sweets. Uh, sweets. Yeah. 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 <laughs> sweets or Sweet, yeah. Either or sa- either bringing sweets home or you know spending <laughs> yeah. my entire day hanging out with the, you know Dan Radcliffe or Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> Obviously, I tell them I do. Yeah. But you know. But yeah. Amazing. Um. Do you believe people can achieve work-life balance? Um, and sort of how, why? Well, balance is a rubbish word because it mm. implies, you know, there's a, there's a level of equanimity. No. I think you get a blend. Mm. I think sometimes it's 70% work and 30% home. Mm. And what you've got to make sure is that, you know, there's the, there's the you know, the, the necessity to go. Well, sometimes it's going to be 70% home and 30% work and give yourself the permission to do that. The idea that you can be smashing it out of the boardroom and then running the PTA as well as whipping up, you know, Sue Uniman's, <laughs> Sue <laughs> yeah. Uniman's, My cake. Yeah. <laughs> Sue Uniman's, you know, devastating cake recipes yeah. is just rubbish. It, it's mm. another reason to beat yourself up and be perfect. And yeah. actually, whoever came up with a balance idea, no one's ever had balance. No. You know, if you were a housewife mm. in the 50s, your life was about a dull, you know, yeah. thing of tedium and bloody housework and not much fun that's not balance how is that more helpful so it's about the blend that you get and it's the same as in work work is not always going to be a you know a glorious cycle of song you know and excitement work is a roller coaster sometimes the highs are really really brilliant and sometimes the lows are really pants but there's going to be highs again and you've got to stop treating everything as it's got to be this continual kind of everything's great and I'm really brilliant and my last meeting I smashed it out of the park Mm. of course you're not sometimes you're going to turn up and for whatever reason you have a small child you haven't slept properly you've been badly briefed uh, the client turns up in a bad mood it's got nothing to do with you it's not it doesn't you know, you have to give yourself a bit of permission to go actually sometimes I'm going to be a bit cack at things Mm. and that's just completely fine because 90% of the time I'm really really quite good at what I do mm. and that's why they pay me and people mm. say I'm good I mean you, you, you balance traveling with motherhood and CEOhood, um, which you know it is another element to it have you found that a pressure or yeah yeah I mean you know I have so yeah. Uh, yeah. we had a conversation last week well in fact an email exchange yeah, yeah, last yeah. week so I have a son who's doing GCSEs yeah. at the moment he had a bad physics exam yeah. last Wednesday and uh, you don't, I wouldn't go. And I wasn't there. Yeah. And I wasn't there. Yeah. And I was travelling for work. And I felt really guilty. And, and then, then the sensible bit in my head kicked in, which was, well, I can't change it. No. He hates physics anyway, so it's not going to fundamentally change his life whether he gets a B or a C. He's probably done better than he thinks he has because he always downgrades himself. And actually, even if I'd been at home, how would I have changed it? Yeah, I wouldn't have. And uh, I did actually volunteer to go home, and my son said, I don't want you hanging around yeah. looking worried about me. Just kind yeah. of crack on and 
And then it's about talking to yourself and saying, don't beat yourself up about it. Because that just makes you not be able to do the thing that you're meant to be doing in the next thing. Yes. And I think that forgiveness for yourself is really important. It's really important. And as long as you have given it a go and tried your best, then that's... I mean, I know it sounds rather, you know, motherhood and apple pie-ish. But... That is the best that you can do. That is literally the best it you can do. It is literally the yeah. best that you can do. Yeah. And you cannot, you know, recognise the things that you can change and do them, but recognise the things that I can't help the fact that the physics GCSE was a pig of a paper. I, I, I actually hated physics as well. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I didn't even do physics at GCSE. I wasn't no. clever enough. No, so, I, I, uh, I'd given it up. So sadly, right, so I just told him to just blame his genetic inheritance on my side <laughs> yeah, that yeah. he was <laughs> incapable of doing physics. As so, so long as um, it was your fault in some way. It, well, yeah. obviously. No, he actually said it was my fault because I was rubbish at sciences. Right. So he says, my trouble is I take after you too much. Of right. course. <laughs> Interesting. But that thing about giving yourself forgiveness and mm. um, and that's all people want. I've never met a client who said, you know, I didn't, you know, they, uh, what, you know, clients and or people always turn around and go, they just didn't seem that bothered or they were dialing it in. No one ever says they tried really hard and they listened to me, but I still thought they were rubbish. Everyone goes, at least they're, (laughs) yeah, well, um, okay, my experience is, is that if you demonstrate you're committed to yeah. achieving, people achieving appreciate it. People appreciate it. They don't right. appreciate it when you just roll up and go. I haven't had time to read the brief. Anyway, here I am. I'm very important. Da, 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 da. Yeah, you know, it's just that. Uh, the next question is: What advice would you give to women listening right now? And I'd love to go back to something you said earlier. In the first question was about giving things a go that you didn't feel like you were necessarily qualified for, because this is something that you know I've managed women before, and this is something I've. I've had to battle with them to tell them to go for the job yeah. or even my wife say to say look you can you may not be you may not see yourself as qualified for the 25% of it but you're well qualified for the 75% yeah. and all the men are thinking that they're overly qualified for it anyway yes. so I've sort of framed your answer already so if you could talk about I'm that and then anything you, else I mean, oh, that's right. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also worried I'm not looking at Sue in case she goes no actually there's been studies to say that no, doesn't no, exist no. It's, it's Sue and I have oh, talked no, about no, this no, Sue and I have talked about this yeah. for the book and uh, can we introduce if- the book just, just tell people that you're the other, the other co-author. I am, the, I am the other half of. I am in form. the, in the, you know, as all of my analogies are always about film. If this was Jerry Maguire, right. You know, she completes me and I complete yeah. her. You know, so yeah, yeah she's Tom Cruise, multiply talented. Yeah, you, you um, had no, you had me at hello. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, so um, I think that. And, I, and I've been to a talk where Francis Maud, who is hardly renowned as a leading member of the Fawcett Society, turns up and says, we need to get more women into positions of importance. Mm-hmm. And if there's 10 things on the job spec, women will do, be hugely capable of doing eight and then won't put themselves forward because they can't do all 10. Mm-hmm. Men will be capable of doing five and will go, I'll just blag the other five. Yeah. And, and that is the thing about that inner... And it is the thing about forgiving yourself. The pressure to be top of the class in the school swimming team, da-da-da-da-da, this amazing kind of superwoman is just utter cack. I've never met a man who says, actually, I want to, well, obviously, apart from the pant thing, you know, and the cape. But, you know, I've never, anyway, yeah, I see myself as being a modern-day superman, you know, able to balance family life. No one ever, why does anybody, no one has ever said to my husband, how do you balance fatherhood Father of with, being the, with being the CEO of a media? No one ever says that no. to him. No one ever says to him, are you missing anything important, like, <laughs> coming to this meeting it just never happens why is that yeah you know it's just you know why is all the 
you know, cack landing on my head just because I happen to have the equipment to give birth to children? Why is it not? You know, he was just not part of it, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, why is it my job? Mm. Actually, it's both our jobs. And also mm. the next generation of, you know, uh, people coming through, are. It's an, more women are working now. So we're going to have a generation of... Um, men and women working together where men will act equally actively want to play a part in fatherhood and we're not allowing or, or convention is not allowing us to let that happen because it's not seen as acceptable for men to go um, actually I'm popping off a bit early because uh, it's the school play Yeah, it has to be managed around this kind of huge I mean I know people who do kind of huge levels of kind of going to a client meeting that finishes a bit early so that then they can scoot off and then they're available on the phone but you know at the back kind of texting or emailing or what have you or pacing up and down outside you know just before you go in for the school play with a headphone in Mm. doing a call when did it become unacceptable not to spend time with your children people Mm. you really love and who make you who you are Mm. it's just bizarre and why is it always men how horrid for men to feel that actually i can't play an active part in my children's life yeah just awful i mean that's not right either is it it's not right I mean, I feel like we should also just complete the plug, which is the glass wall, which yeah. is out in September, is uh, success strategies for women at work and businesses who mean business. And it is available for pre-order now, isn't Precisely. it? On Amazon. On Amazon. There you go. And, and I also think, let's turn that question around, which is, what advice would I give to men listening right now? Yeah, and please. I'd say to them, yeah. you know, all the things I'd say to women, you know, push yourself, uh, Try your hardest, you know, recognise the fact that your family is an integral part of the person that you are and try and find a place to work that recognises that, not that's stuck in some machismo presenteeism culture where it's the hours that you're at your desk rather than the contribution that you make is how you're measured. It's just mm. ridiculous. I mean, th- that would be that would be my one, one, one of the bits of advice to myself starting out in the business is that the culture of the company that you land up in is is vitally important yeah. to your career um and you just kind of reminded me of that because I, I i think it took me a while to kind of get that because when you first go into the workplace you don't know no but one of our sort of standardized questions that's very popular is is what advice would you give to someone starting out that it's a really great business and that it will it has the possibility to take you to places that you never thought yeah. that you would go and uh, that it is a force for good, despite the fact that people try and say that fundamentally all we do is wake up every morning and think of ways to sell people more stuff that eventually ends up in landfill. It's a force for good. Good, you know, look at this girl can. 1.6 million women exercising more regularly. So think of all the benefits of that about their, not only just their health benefits, their mental health Mm. benefits, the networks that creates for them out of being... Oh, aren't you Sylvia's mum? No, I'm actually a person in my own right, and I'm just going to go and shake my backside at Zumba or what have you <laughs> and meet some other girls, you know, etc., etc. That is such a force for good. John Lewis and the Age UK thing where it brought out... If, we, if the government had turned and said, there's loads of really lonely old people this Christmas, people going, yeah, webs. And then you look at the John Lewis mm. ad and that man and, and the, uh, the difference that made for Age UK and on a ranty subject that Sue and I are quite passionate about domestic violence yeah you know no one talks about domestic violence you can change that you can make that horrible hidden secret be 
so apparent to people. You know, the interactive billboard that, that Women's yeah. Aid did at Canary Wharf the fundamentally changed people's the 3D image. cinema ad. Yeah, which, 3D which cinema ad about blind eye, where if you close one eye, Hobbit, everything looked it? fine. Yeah, it's amazing. And then if you opened your eye, you could see that actually... It, there was domestic violence oh, yeah. going on, so it was don't turn a blind eye. And everyone just says, oh, that's a bit funny. So and so's turned up and they've got marks on their face yeah. and they don't want to go home and they're, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's not just violence, it's coercive behaviour as mm. well. That ability we have to change society mm. in a way, in lots of ways, more than a government ever can, mm. because we're talking to people at a human level rather than a government level. Yeah. It's just... And just have fun. Yeah. I mean, it's just the most fun you can have you're going to meet really clever people who do really great work you get to do you know in in the course of a day you work on a you get to work on a supermarket and a car brand and a and an entertainment company and what have you what other job do do you get to go and mess about in someone's business and find out how it works and then help them get to a really great communication solution uh none (laughs) yeah Brilliant. Um, so, what is the biggest mistake you've made in your career, and the best decision that you've made in your career? Oh God, I don't think we've got long enough to talk about the biggest okay. mistake I've made in my career. I, I, and I don't think you have made one mistake. I think no, you no, make no, a no. series of yeah. mistakes, and uh, so I don't think I've ever made one mistake right. that I look back sure. and think, "Gosh, I wish I'd, you know, I wish I hadn't done that." Have you got? Have you got a story? Have you got a story of a? Oh, no, that went wrong. <laughs> oh well, I've got <laughs> that you would that you care to share. Well, I've got the most. Can I tell you my mo- one of my most embarrassing stories, Love which is actually it. in the book, but we've anonymised it. Which is <laughs> when I, w- but I'll I'll out myself. Which is um, when I was much younger, going to lunch with a client, really really important client, really having a lot of fun, da 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 da, really properly talking. No one had really engaged with them before. Uh, the bill comes for lunch. I put my handbag on, on my knee. I'm carrying on talking. I pull my purse out. And as I pull my purse out, a Lillette shoots out of my bag and literally misses his head by about six inches. I am mortified because I then think, oh, my God, you know, this man will never see me again because I'm clearly incapable of getting my, you know, da-da-da-da-da. And uh, the last taboo, menstruation, let's not talk about it, people. And um, so I went off deeply, deeply humiliated. And it took me months to... To get the courage and to find the appropriate moment to go, I'm terribly sorry that I threw sanitary protection at your head <laughs> during lunch. She went, Oh, I just thought it was on those little pens that you get in Argos that you get for yours. So I'd literally beaten myself up going, I'm never going to be able to speak to him again. Yeah. And he just looks at me, capable, you stupid yeah. woman. So that's my most, I, I, sure. I, you know, embarrassing moments all the time. Yeah. Which is then, of course, your greatest mistakes because you then think, God, if I hadn't done that, it would have been. So yeah, that's, Fine. that's. Right. See, I bet you Nick Lawson didn't talk about sanitary protection when he came. Oh, no. <laughs> you no. need to get him back. Nick Lawson, the always years. Um, you can edit that out in post. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, best, and best the best decision, decision that you've made. Uh, or a, a really or just good, a good decision. One. Yeah. Writing the book with Sue. Oh. oh, yeah? No, seriously, writing the book with Sue. Um, I have known Sue for so long that the origins of our relationship are lost <laughs> in the midst of time. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, when you do that analysis in geology of where the layers yeah. are, yeah. Sue's and I are some, t- some who buried knows, deep. they're buried yeah. deep. And I can't remember a time when I didn't know her. Right. And 
the joy about this book is it's actually enabled me to A, talk about a lot of stuff that I'm really interested in and B, spend time with someone I really like and I really admire. Yeah. So what, what's not to love about that? Fantastic. And we got a book deal out yeah. of it. Amazing. And then we get to go around and spend loads of time together in September yeah. drinking coffee and yattering. Yeah. You know, what's, what's not to love yeah. about yeah. that? Isn't that just it, the best it, thing? It's just the best thing. Yeah. Um, oh, is it? Yeah, oh, right if there. you, this is one of our standard questions. Oh, so crikey. if you were a genie, and I wanted to put five um, uh, everyday objects in a circle to summon you. What would those? What would those five <laughs> objects be? Please. I love that question. Um, okay, it's my favourite. question. Is it your favourite question? Yeah. A cup of tea. Okay. Cup of tea. Which you're drinking right now? No, I'm are drinking you, coffee. Drinking now. coffee. <laughs> uh, actually, it has to be a cup of Yorkshire tea. Okay. Okay. Right, okay. Very particular about yeah. my tea. A milky or uh, sugar? Just, just milk, no sugar. Just milk, no sugar. Uh, just in the middle, not, not too much milk, right. not yeah. too little okay. milk. Uh, because I think cups of tea are great. I mean, I'm from a northern background, yeah. so literally the solution to everything. Yeah. You know, you've lost a loved one, yeah. uh, broken a nail, yeah. uh, chucked by yeah. your boyfriend, da da da. Have a cup of tea. I was thinking the other day, what do those countries do? don't have tea in that way well that's why they're all because it's, it's everyone's it's, got a boiled leaf of some yeah some you no know, but there's leaf. something about no 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 no, no no have a cup of tea let's okay, just sit down okay. and have a cup of tea yeah that i don't think is replicated necessarily by coffee I even guess. no oh, okay. or or you know or yeah, okay. boils I, I was <laughs> funnily enough i was just i was i was thinking about that only the other day it's kind of it's just it's just a and and you know if something bad happens to you and you're not in Britain and so you can't get a proper cup but what happened what do you do in France I take tea with me (laughs) I'm so in case I take Yorkshire tea with me and yes and 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 like the you know prodigal child returning I spread Yorkshire tea amongst the people of (laughs) amongst the people of France and go away with you and your foolish ways a cup of Yorkshire tea so a cup of tea so I I love cups of tea restorative uh able to gossip over doesn't lead to embarrassing incidents like you know drinking alcohol You know, and just a really nice thing. And also saying to people, why do we talk about it over a cup of tea? It's a lot less threatening than going, I insist you come to my meeting, my, my a meeting room and we'll yeah. brainstorm this. Just have a cup of Amazing. tea. Yeah. Cup, of tea. Yeah. A cup of tea. Cup of tea. Um, some lavender, because I love France. Yeah. And okay. I'm also, and uh, so it reminds me of my house in um, France, which I currently, I don't know if you've noticed, but I currently have the scars of wrestling with a, <laughs> recalcitrant rosebush so I do look like I've been in a fight I look like Brad Pitt in Fight Club so one of my hands is just covered in scars and my legs are too because I managed to fall into said tree um, said bush that's helpful um, uh, so lavender a book A love reading them B loved writing them you know writing our book yeah. okay. so now I'm now working on the you know trying to think about what our sequel is going to be does it oh, have to be a specific book uh, well, we've got a book question okay. coming up, right, so, so we can... Right, we'll um, just say a, a book generally. Um, yeah. like a hammer. A hammer, okay. Okay, ah. Breaking down your glass wall. Yeah. And also you can build things with, ha- with hammers. Yeah. Yep. You know, ever tried to pop a nail in using some kind of... Uh, no. No. Nope. Need a hammer. Sure. Need a hammer to build and to, and to destroy. Okay. So I quite like that. Hammer. It's practical, like me. I'm incredibly yep. pragmatic. Pragmatic feminist, pragmatic person. Yep. Um, and uh, where am I up to One now? One more. One more. Uh, a photograph album. Okay. Now that's you, because these are everyday objects, not yeah, so it's a yeah. generic photo <gasps> album. Yeah. We were coming to the. No, you're coming to your photo quite, album. He's quite. Are you strict? Yeah. Well, because oh, I can't goodness. summon you with your photo album. I don't have your photo album. So I need to. Well, I could make you one. Well, you could make. You'd in fact, make... I could stalk you from now on and, and provide oh, yeah. you with photographs of me at <laughs> seismic points, my life. Um, oh. A ticket. A ticket. 
to either music or a film. Very good. Or I love that. a theatre. I love that. Yeah. So I love that whole thing about experiences. Because you're also on the board of RADA. Because I'm on the board of, yeah, oh, right, totally of, board of RADA. So a ticket. And I love sport as well. I love, I love seeing really, really great athletes compete and the ability to great, make really, really great teams. Mm-hmm. Um, Good, a ticket. So just some kind of ticket to something good. Is it a ticket stub? So you've had the experience, you've got those emotions and memories. No, but we're summoning her. You're summoning me. Well, yeah, but... So, so it might be an, it might be an event tonight. Yeah, okay. yeah. could be. Could be good so so that mask, whole yeah. thing about the ability of seeing people, you know, really great, and, and the emotion that that brings could be a cinema ticket, there obviously. You, obviously. <laughs> um, you know, that would be the first choice. Yeah. Um, so a ticket, because I think that's really great. And also it's a shared experience, so you share it with your friends and your family Absolutely. and your loved ones, and then you talk about it, and it's a, it's a really, really great experience. Perfect. Well, Thank then you. on to the um, the three objects you'd save from a house fire. All every all living things are saved. So yeah. all, kids, all living everything. things are saved. Photograph album. Photograph yeah. album. Yeah. Love that. Keys to my house in France. Keys. <laughs> yeah. That would be really bad having to break into your own house. Uh, and uh, uh, f- mm. some things that my dad gave me. Not quite sure what. Okay. So not quite sure which. Yeah. Hard to decide. I tried to think about that when I was away and I couldn't think of the one thing that would, but something that my father gave me. Sure. Okay. Lovely. Um, what book have you given away the most? Well, obviously I'm going to be giving away. We're going <laughs> no, no, no. to be. We're going I'm to obviously be. going to be. Um, what um, book have I given away the most? Uh, it depends. Or do actually. you give away books? Because you I gave do give me some DVDs. But... I did give you some oh. DVDs. Can we know what they are? I, I remember some of them. Yeah. yeah. So I... Um, just different ones actually I can't remember what I gave you now it was when I was off work for a bit because I had uh, a knock last year and yeah. um, Catherine um, intuited I don't know why <laughs> that I might not relax enough while I was recuperating which in fact was true um, and so she gave me some DVDs so that I would sit and not do anything um, and they included um, one that gave me nightmares which I'm was um, oh Girl Walks Home Alone at Night no The Path no. to the Stars oh The Path to the Stars yeah, yeah. David which is Cronenberg. an epic film a yeah. really good film but, but I also gave so. her a Japanese animation as well which called one? The Song of the Sea as mm-hmm. well which Lovely. was really really good what, Studio Bird, Ghibli sort of thing yeah yeah Birdman Birdman but this oh, isn't yeah. really quite it's a bit the book. book if you give book as well oh it depends it depends on the person sometimes I give people so I've given people lots of copies of uh, WB Yeats collected poems because I you? think poetry yeah, yeah. I have. I've given people a book called Blockbusters, which is about how films are made. I've. I, it depends. It depends on the person. There isn't one book that's a. That's a bit like saying, you know, it's one size film. fits all. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. what's your favourite film? I don't have a favourite film. It depends on the mood, yeah, yeah. and it depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Some people need poetry in their lives. Some people need pra- pragmatism. Sure. Some people need a, you know, um, cookbook. I think I gave lovely Sarah Hennessy at MEC. Um, uh, Nina in Saint-Tropez, a lovely, a lovely book about cooking from uh, the south of France because she's got a little flat in Nice oh, and I thought she'd love it. It's got loads of really lovely pictures. Oh. When she's home in London, she can look at it and she can cook the recipes. Depends on the person. Fantastic. And the final of the questions that we've prepared for you because we've got a surprise question coming up. Oh, right, OK. Is if we were to give you a billboard anywhere, where would you put it and what would you say to people? Well, obviously I'd put a billboard up saying, buy, buy <laughs> the glass wall. <laughs> <laughs> Available now on Amazon. Um, so assuming someone else has bought that, yeah. that, that book, billboard that's been done. Where would I put it? Different messaging. Okay. So I think if it was to women, I'd say be a pragmatic feminist mm. and have faith in yourself. Mm-hmm. 
if it was to a man, it would be um, be a pragmatic feminist <laughs> yeah. and look after yourself and you know stay true to yourself. Fantastic. I don't know where I'd put it. I'm not allowed to talk about. Well, not allowed to talk about posters. We've got that know. massive digital one on on Tottenham Court Road. You could All right, there, I could have you? that. Yeah, but is that prime site? If it's prime site, I'm allowed to put a message on it because Naren will let me put a message on it. I'm not sure anyone else will. And oh, no, Chris Pellicano would let me put a message up on a Clear Channel one. These questions. Oh, is this kind of this is kind of like are. the tarot? This is a rather yeah. worrying, yeah. isn't it? The, I haven't pick a card, only card. <laughs> so are... As long as it's not the sign of death, then we're all like, oh, no, 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 no. These no. are questions. These are all questions. Oh, really? So these are from the School of Life. They're hundred questions, which are a toolkit for careers. All right, okay. Uh, I haven't prepared, so if you'd like to pick one, read it out and then answer. It, <laughs> Where have you been unlucky in your career? Oh well. Mm. Uh, where I st- where I stayed in a job that I wasn't happy. Mm. And I made my own luck by staying somewhere and thinking if I that if I just tried harder it would all be okay. So that's where I've been unlucky because I didn't believe in myself enough and I should have uh, pulled the plug. And in the earlier. end, you made and your in own the end, luck. and in the end, it was all okay. Yeah. But um, but I think that's where I've been unlucky. And also, you know, the thing about luck is it's the jobs that you think you should. You know, everybody who says, "Oh, I should have got that job," well, you didn't, and yeah. there's a reason. And also, luck. What, it doesn't yeah. mean anything, does it? It doesn't mean anything. You know, it implies there's some kind of, you know, global, some force of <laughs> yeah. others going, yes, today it is going to be so-and-so's lucky <laughs> yeah. day. Just, you know... Do you, do you believe in the harder, you know, the saying, harder, harder I work, the luckier I get? Is no. That a, no, you don't? No. no. It's rubbish. <laughs> Why not? Because, like, what? How are you going to... So, guess... so your unstinting efforts on the behalf of some kind of... You know, if I work really, really hard, yeah. uh, I'm going to stop global warming or domestic violence. It's just you have, to, you have to take people with you. You have to have a coalition and a movement of the, the willing and the able and so the talented. So be purposeful. So be purposeful, not... You know, Luck there, are, there are so many... It, it, it is that thing of, you know, when I did my degree In... the year before... In Cardiff, actually. Are they um, when I did my degree the year before, there was a chap who just worked and worked and worked and worked. And he got himself to such a state that he went to one of his exams and he'd actually, he just wrote and wrote and wrote, but it was all rubbish because you just get to a point where you're not contributing anything. You just, you know, this idea of the harder you work, doing what? Yeah. What is the purpose of your hard work? And there are times when you, you cannot make anything any better all you're doing is taking a poo and rolling it in glitter and then it looks slightly nicer but actually it's not fundamentally changing it's still a poo and it's not fundamentally changing anything so you know answer the issues that are ahead of you Mm -hmm. address them work hard do your best but fundamentally you know there are many seismic forces changing Mm -hmm. going on around the world and just one person. I mean, unless you're... A, and even, you know, even if you're Barack Obama, the most powerful leader in the world. Yep. He's got an intransigent Congress. So, hey, what? Guess what? He's got checks and balances. It's, it is what it is. Uh, Catherine Jacob, this has been fantastic. Thank, Thank you, you so much for being here. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Catherine. It's my job. And anyway, yeah. I got to spend time with Sue and I met you. How well, lovely. There you go. I've got a new friend. <laughs> I'm going to relentlessly stalk you now, no obviously. Thanks. Thank you.